Uh, good morning. This is Slappercast episode number sixty-three. Yep. Yep. I don't even know what time it is anymore. What day is it? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. It's, a, it, it, it's it's a daylight. It is daylight. Stick with that. It's the day after. Yeah. yeah. Remember that movie? What? You ever see that movie? The day after? No. Oh, okay. Which one is that? One of those nuclear holocaust movies? It was the nuclear holocaust movie that from the eighties, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Ooh. Yeah. Had a everything blew up. I'm trying to remember the name of the, the main actor who was in that. Anyway, I saw that. I saw that recently. Definitely. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw something that, that there was actually some evidence that that movie had a, had an influence on foreign policy at the time because uh, it was during the era of, era of Reagan, obviously. And oh yeah. Apparently, reportedly, Reagan actually watched that and actually took steps like it, it touched him, like it moved him to to uh, to improve relations Maybe with Russia. Pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't Tone know. Tone down the rhetoric. <laughs> that may be open to, for debate. I'm sure. But, um, well, he wouldn't remember it anyway if he did it. So. <laughs> he's useless now, right? Well, he, yeah. <laughs> even then, doesn't like a good doorstop. <laughs> All right, did he have an adventure or something towards the end? Yeah, yeah, towards the end, he 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 had whatever. But then during the old Iran Contra thing, he was like, "I have no recollection of that. I have no recollection of that." Oh like, yeah, lying yeah, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he lied the whole time. Yeah. So then they said, "Oh no, no, he had you know all this crony. Like, oh no, he had dementia or he had Alzheimer's or whatever. Mm. No, he was just." Mm. Anyway, I didn't mean to get a on on that jag. Yeah, let's talk about Reagan right off the bat. <laughs> so okay, we had a it was it was a fun day yesterday, right? We had the uh, yeah, that was tremendous. We, we had just a gorgeous day <laughs> after a while, eventually, and uh, yeah, just uh, what a what what a backdrop. Uh, and again, thanks to uh, to to Lori and Chris for having us down there and. Man, running rings around that place to 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 to, to make it happen, and yeah, and uh, how much fun was it to play the drums again? I know. I mean, we had it was fun there, sitting on that little box in there. But yeah, that was that was uh, that was fun, and just to hear the hear the guitars and the you know, and of course Jeff Jeff has Jeff has just been on another planet lately. Uh, Hitting the uh, hitting that fiddle, just just sounding tremendously mm-hmm. uh, uh, exciting on that thing. Just can't can't thank him enough. Um, and I, I, before I forget too, I you know I we like we spoke last time about uh, or somebody asked us you know when we're going to tour again and stuff. You know, I saw some stuff on the the some friends of ours up in Pennsylvania have been saying, "Hey, you're." Hope these gigs aren't canceled in May. I, I, I don't know. We've heard from all the big, you know, festivals that we were doing up there that that, that they're not happening. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be staying on the the uh, the you know these venues and just seeing what's happening where and when because you know we're not you know this is uh, you know May um, what, what month is it now April April yeah so May first and May fifteenth that that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like stuff's going to be open or even if it's going to be open, if that's going to, if people are going to come out. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm checking the, I'm checking these venues, you know, just for that. And I, I know that one of our first trips, maybe, you know, I know we talked about, again, I'm just talking. Just talking. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just talking optimistically, but uh, you know, 
one of our we we may just go out west a little bit and you know <laughs> go for a long weekend out to you know Marfa and yeah Phoenix and you know who knows so Albuquerque yeah so uh, just yeah little, little be like but yes yeah what fun yesterday being able to play live again play the <sighs> miss that. It's like falling off a bicycle. You know, you never forget how to do it. Wait, riding a bicycle. Riding or falling off a bicycle? What's a bicycle? Uh, it's like a cycle that's by. Oh, I used to know a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seat goes either way. Oh. Yeah. Yep. We, did, we didn't have seats in our day. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Are you ready to, to give your report? On uh, your ELO, ELO, Electric Bike Orchestra I can talk about that project. for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. So as promised, as uh, as I we talked about last week, I, I said I, I'm going to take a deep dive on ELO and listen to all their records, which I did. And uh, it's interesting to see the evolution. Like every band, I guess, goes through an evolution. But the first couple records were pretty heavy on the classical I mean, really, like digging in, like, like almost like, wow, this has no appeal to anybody except a <laughs> hardcore fan. Yeah. But and the and the other interesting thing I noticed is that almost every record, Jeff Lynne does a song that sounds like it could have been written in the between fifty five and sixty three, maybe. He's definitely has a uh, Jeff Lynne has definitely a soft spot for the oldies mm. in the sense that. Obviously, the songs sound modern because of the production, but the chord progressions and the melodies sound like they could have been written, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting as well. Yeah. You know, he's got a super soft spot for, for old, 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 old time rock and roll kind of music. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, and every, and every record had a really like, you know, uh, what's the word I want? Heartfelt kind of ballad type thing, like really kind of a, Heartstrings pulling, kind of gut, uh, some of them are kind of gut wrenching, like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to hit to somebody. And then, you know, obviously all the hits came along, and, and that's when I, you know, uh, we, we know all the hits and stuff like that. So, and so the first three records, I had no, I really had no clue about the first three records, you know, but once El Dorado shows up, it's like, oh, okay. What are the first mm-hmm. three? What are the names chronologically? Are they? Uh, see, now you asked me a lot of questions. I, first one I, I didn't memorize it. I had it. Uh, it's like ELO. Um, oh, it's a, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can look it up. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just curious. Oh, about I, can't, I can't remember. For, for, the top of my head. Yeah. And it was such a blur last week. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Face the Music and... Um, hold on a second. Let me, I got it right here. I mean, it's, I, mean I don't want to plug anybody, but that's kind of the beauty of Apple Music is you just type in a band and yeah. there's... Not all their information, but a lot of it. Okay, first one is No Answer. That, okay. Electrolyte Orchestra 2, and then On the Third Day, which makes sense because that's the third album. Whoa. But like El Dorado is kind of when things show up, for me anyway. And then, um, you know, there's a song uh, called Fire on High, which is an instrumental, and it sounds kind of weird, stuff like that. And we were kids. We used to go to this, uh, over to Maine, and there's a place called Saco Beach, and it was kind of like, uh, you know, they had like amusement, like little mini amusement parks and putt-putt golf and all kinds of yeah. go-karts and shit like that. It was near the beach in Maine. And, and there was this one place that we went to, uh, 
think it's called Palace Playland or something like that. Anyway, they had this ride inside of this. Knocking shit over. <laughs> had this ride inside this dome, you know, and it, we call them scramblers. But what they are is just those rides that have like three, you sit in these three carts and there's like three of them and they all kind of twist and turn together. Yeah. They don't go up or down. They just kind of spin around. The carts themselves don't spin, but the thing that you're on, spin, it looks like a, you know, it's like an egg scrambler kind yeah. of a thing. We just call them scramblers anyway. And so you get, you get in there and, uh, and they, you, you strap yourself in and the lights go dim and all of a sudden they're projecting these images on the inside of the dome and they play ELO's fire on high. And so you ride the entire cool. ride for yeah. that, that whole song. Come and all on. I could think about the guys that worked there in the summertime, they must hear that song. Yeah, must be thousands of it, right? thousands of time between the time they open and the time they close. It's like the guy in the ice cream truck. Must Ooh, want to shoot himself Lord. when he gets yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turkey in the straw. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and I, I say this a lot about, you know, guys like, you know, um, and you, you guys know this, like people have a certain, certain instrumentalists have a certain sound that you just instantly recognize. Yes. It doesn't matter what band they're in, what, you just, oh, that's so-and-so's guitar playing. Or that's so-and-so's bass playing. Or that's so-and-so's drumming or whatever. And Bev Bevan for ELO to me is one of those guys where you hear his drumming. It's like, oh, that's, doesn't yeah. matter if he's playing with them or any other group or whatever. It's like, oh, that's, 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 that's his drumming. And, and he was there from the beginning. And basically he and um, Jeff Lynn um, and um, Roy Wood kind of went from the move and kind of formed ELO, and then Roy Wood dropped out, and then it was just Bev Bevan and and, and Jeff Lynn. Was that Roy kind of the, came the string player? Roy Hood, no, he's a saxophone Sax, and oh, guitar, okay. keyboard. Yeah. Went on to form, he, they were in the move, then he went on to, Roy Wood went on to form Wizard with two Zs, which is awesome, an awesome band. You should check out Wizard. Those guys are fucking crazy. Um, and then Jeff Lynn and Bev Bevan went on with ELO, and then Richard Tandy joined the keyboards, and I can't remember who the string person was, but he one of the string guys stayed with them for a long, long time. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, Good stuff. As I was telling you yesterday, I did, I was like, I'm going to do it too. <laughs> but I made it like halfway through the first album. <laughs> just, I just fell off. Not because I wasn't enjoying it. I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't in my, my mind every day. But I did, I did, I'd listened to a little bit of No Answer. I guess that was the first one. Mm. And then I jumped ahead to, at one point, because I was just curious to see how different it sounded uh, to whatever album that, that has, uh, um, um, I forget. It's one of, one of the first hits they had. Pour some sugar on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now. I know. I know. Uh, but I, one of the things I noticed in the first record, as I was telling you yesterday, that um, clearly Jeff Lynn was a huge Beatles fan mm -hmm. and very, mm -hmm. you know, a, a lot of what ELO does, I think is like an, an extension of their psychedelic, the Beatles psychedelic period. Well, that's funny. I don't want to interrupt, but what's funny you say that because they thought, you know, Jeff Lynn kind of thought somewhere I read the, it, either him or the premise of ELO was to pick up where the Beatles left, left off. off. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's what the, the mindset was. Yeah. And you can definitely hear that on the oh, first yeah. record with those cellos. Yeah. yeah. Or the one, I guess it's just one cello. That's the very chuggy uh, kind of style, Baroque style that, that uh, George Martin had, had implemented so many times. Yeah. And then their later stuff, Eleanor yeah. Rigby and I'm a walrus and strawberry fields and all that stuff. Um, but by the time they moved on, the that the Beatles' influence was always there. But it seems like they really came into their own, you know, as they move forward, and they really have their own sound. I've yeah. Got, not that there really isn't anything on the first record that sounds like that's a total ripoff of the Beatles. It's more like a feel. 
that he yeah, got. Yeah, I think it's more of a sty- stylistic, stylistic thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's great. It, uh, I had, had to. I subjected poor Leslie to it. I was like, "Hey, we're gonna listen to some ELO for a minute." She's like, "I don't care. I just gotta." I, I, I've never. I don't know other stuff. I couldn't recognize an ELO song, and I was. I almost. What? How dare you? No, she likes say. it now, though. Right? I, I guess she was singing along with stuff. Are you? Are you still under? You know, you still have a roof over your head. Yeah, yeah, you did good. Yeah, yeah. you did good. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a whole lot. That was selective whole... about when I was yeah. playing. You know, I wouldn't. You know, but do you, do you, are these on LP? Are these CDs? Are these just it was on just album music? Just album music. Yeah, okay. just went through the whole list. Here is, yeah, and they did their last record in like eighty uh, something, and then it wasn't until the two thousands that he. It's now Jeff Lynn's ELO, mm-hmm. and then Bev Bevan at one point. He quit the band, but he—I mean—he didn't quit. I guess. I guess Jeff Lynne's like, ah, I'm not doing that anymore. It's basically about the same time. I think he started producing more, and, and yeah. of course, the traveling Wilburys and working with Tom and whoever and Bob Dylan and all those guys. And Bev Bevan said, "Well, can I, can I go off and do some ELO stuff?" And he's like, "Sure." So he called it ELO Part Two. Huh. So Bev had a band that did live concerts. They would do about two thirds ELO stuff, and one third their own their own music. Interesting. And then finally he was like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of that. And he sold the rights back to, cause he had, he owned back the rights to, to the ELO. Oh, okay. So he sold them back to Jeff and said, um, I saw Jeff's been touring with, um, with Donnie Harrison, you know, George's son. Yeah. Just kind of cool. And they do some George stuff. Cool. Just because of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. It was a fun, 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 fun experiment. Have you That's got cool. any more coming and more planned for bands? Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe let uh, maybe let some of the viewers decide this week. Yeah, we'll pick it up, check, yeah. and share that information with me. What other band should Eric take a deep dive into? Ooh. I think that would be kind of cool. I mean, just for the three of us to pick an album to listen to or to review, you know, to talk we about can do that. If there's something we can, yeah, own. that'd be good for you too. Maybe. <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. Iron Maiden one. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't deep dive into that stuff. Who are they again? Uh, I think it was like uh, some band mm. named after a medieval torture device. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Poison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very Never nice. ends. Very nice. What else you got? Well, we got a bunch of questions here from uh, two of our listeners, two of our very loyal loyal listeners. Um, so I say there's a whole bunch of questions from Scott Quinn and one from Greg. Maybe we should do Greg's question first. Sure. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Thanks for listening. You're on the air. <laughs> oh, and he's not. It's quite, okay. uh, Greg asked us, uh, who is your fam- favorite female artist? And I'm assuming he means musician. I don't think he does. George O'Keefe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frida? Frida Kahlo? Yeah. Patrick? Um, well, apart from... Um, Helen Reddy, Karen Carpenter, Barbara Streisand, uh, Vince Neil. Uh, oh, that's a, sorry. One um, of these things doesn't belong. Yeah. <laughs> Helen, you're um, up. Well, I'll start there. And, and, you know, of course, maybe the, maybe, you know, Frida and Anna from ABBA. Um, mm. <laughs> apart from that, there's really not any, no, there's, um, I, I have many, many, many favorites. Share that just, just the voice, just the voice alone. I, I don't really care for the music, but you know, Julie Andrews and Barbra Streisand, I think you really can't make a better case for a singer. 
uh, for it might not be your taste, but I mean, just for, uh, I, uh, I, again, listening to Bee Gees and, uh, Barbra Streisand do the guilty or whatever it was, her voice on that, it just take paint off a jumbo jet. Yes. You mean that in a good way? In a good way. Okay. Just, it, but it's just, I've, I've never heard clarity like that. I've never heard, I've, I've never, and, and then you, you put somebody like, uh, Celine Dion or something on, and you just gone to the, f- <laughs> I can't, I can't take it. Uh, or I don't even know her name, but there's a, there's a, there's a Christmas song. Somebody did pop singer and, uh, she sang it. She put so many notes per millisecond. <laughs> it was, I just, you just want to, you just want to, you know, jump off a cliff. Worst, worst, worst shit I've ever heard. So, so I yeah, have many, uh, yeah, but I have many favorite female singers. However, in rock, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. Cause I can't stand, I can't stand. Uh, I think Doro Pesh has got a good voice ish, but I can't stand that twisted sister lyric writing style. You know, <laughs> it's really difficult to listen to, uh, that kind of adolescent, uh, you know, first day with a first day with a, you know, uh, a song idea first, you know, mm-hmm. write it down. Oh, that's, that's it. That's it. That's the <laughs> hit. <Take> one. <laughs> you know? So, uh, again, I'm no, I, I, I have no room to criticize anybody's lyrics, but it's just difficult to listen to that kind of, that, that stuff. So it's, so I get, again, you know, the, the, the timbre of the voice and the, the style that they, they sing and what they sing, uh, huge. And then, uh, but in, in rock, it's just really difficult to find, uh, a female singer that I like, uh, Joan, okay. Joan Jett's got a nice heavy voice, but uh, you heard one, you heard them all. Um, so there's, yeah, it's difficult. Alan Reddy, that's kind of a. Wild card. Yeah. Yeah. That one you weren't expecting that way. She's not one you'd think of right off the top no. of the bat. And Dolly Parton. Love Dolly Parton. Of course. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, 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 you have you, the floor. You go, you go next. <laughs> you, go, you go next. I want to end this on a low note. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of with Patrick that I, there aren't a whole lot of rock women in rock that at least didn't really hit me while I was growing up. Because when I was growing up, my mom listened to, she was listening to Carol King, you know, the tapestry record, which was oh, yeah. really big. Yeah. So it's great. You know, that's great stuff. Um, um, but none of it, that, that stuff didn't really sink into me. Like, like the Beatles and the who and all the other stuff I was listening to early in the, in the seventies around the time in the Jacksons. It's a whole other story. Um, but there are recently there 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 are some pe- people that I've really been taking notice of um, uh, newer bands. There's a band called Lake Street Dive that has a lead singer named Rachel Price, and she is absolutely amazing. Hmm. I I think she's fantastic. Um, as right just a vocalist period, but she she does rock well. Um, but she's just an incredible vocalist and a great performer. Um, and there's also another one another artist that I haven't. D- don't really d- dove d- d- dove into dived into divin you had it right the second time divin I haven't divin in uh Saint Vincent 
uh, where, where I kept Jay Dryden is a huge fan of St. Vincent. He was post, he's got a bunch of pictures that he had taken over at a show. And so that, that's when I first became where I was like, wow, you know, she, this, <laughs> cause she's, she's really stunning. She, she wears uh, really an interesting costumes and stuff, but she's a guitar, really good guitar player. And that, and she's done work with David Byrne. That was also the other thing that I, I, I kind of, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to add on one thing mm. when you were saying that I have to add on Fiona Apple. Mm. As far as uh, voices go, and uh, and completely original mm-hmm. w- from what I heard, so I, I need to add. Yeah, that on yeah to that's it. a good call. She's she is brilliant. That's a, that's another example of somebody who's come along in more and more recent years, from as opposed to you know. Yeah, I don't know what up. she's doing now. I just remember that stuff that she did back at the time. Oh, yeah, that's. That was good. So anyway, now there's a so lot of imitators of her to, now. That vocal style. I wouldn't she has. know. I mean, again, I don't listen to. I don't seek out new music, and um, you know, and I, and I pay for it. You know, I mean, I just it's a it, it, it's a curse, but it's um uh uh I you know I, I have listened to our well, I know Leslie sang with uh, Trish Cramblett. Trish, yeah. And I have to say that she is a, she's a really soulful and I'm, you know, that's the, again, that's not, uh, you know, we're talking, we're talking uh, national, but this is, she, she's writing some great stuff and she sings really, really well. We've worked with her for many, many years now, now at our uh, toy drive. And uh, so, yeah, you have to check out our local uh, Houstonian uh, Trish Cramblett and uh, yes. Leslie sings with her. So mm-hmm. I'm dying to hear that. So sorry. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. that, that, oh. Speaking of Trish, uh, she had an interview with uh, uh, Johnny Gowdy <laughs> has, has really? a podcast. Yeah. He's had a podcast for ages. I didn't had no idea until I saw she posted about it. And I was like, what, Johnny? Mm. Holy crap. And he, he's like into episode 900 or something now. So he's been doing podcasts like, since the Christ. very beginning. Yeah. yeah. For, probably over 10 years. What's he doing? Jesus. Yeah. Not but, working? <laughs> but I, 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 was, I dug into his podcast catalog and he had an interview with, with uh, um, Ian McLagan. Uh, many years ago, which is really fun to listen to. Nice. So but anyway, yeah, that was cool. But nice job, Johnny. Anyway, do you know Johnny Gowdy? Did you, did you ever meet him? Uh, no. Okay. I know of him. I probably have met him. I just don't remember. I, I met him years ago, passing. back in the late eighties. Yeah. When we we're both in the Houston scene back, back in those days. Anyway. All right, cool. So did I cut you off on the, on your, on your St. Vincent no, speech? I, yeah. Well, yeah, I was saying, yeah. It was in the speech. Uh, I, she's somebody I haven't. I've only heard a couple of her songs, but I'm. Uh, I I haven't until now. I really haven't had the patience to listen to any new artists. But I, she is somebody that I know I need to to give more attention to because she she really is brilliant from what I've seen. Yeah. She has this really cool cover of Dig a Pony that I found. That's one of the reasons why I was thinking about her when I last a couple of shows ago. We we're talking about Dig a Pony and uh, the Beatles song Dig a Pony on the Let It Be record. And sorry, uh, John. I, I stumbled across uh, her cover of that, which I thought was really just that, number one. That's like not a Beatles cover you hear very often. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of an obscure, slightly obscure number. Sure. Yeah, and it, it is a weird song too. Lyrically, it's very strange. But yeah, Saint Vincent. I, I, you, know, you also check her out, and so should I. It's on you. In no particular order. Okay. Dusty Springfield. Darlene Love, Karen Carpenter, of course. Of course. Of course. That's it, just those three. Who's, who's the second wow. one? Darlene Love? Yeah. 
Darlene Love uh, is a member of um, Phil Spector's group, The Crystals. And uh, she was also Mrs. Uh, Phil Spector for a minute. And, um, you know, The Crystals had all those great hits in the 60s. And the fucked up thing was, like, he was so into her. But if he would have promoted her, like to be a, like the singer that she is, or she was, she could have been, she'd be a bigger star than Diana Ross in the 60s. She, she, would, have been, she would have been bigger than the Supremes because her voice was ridiculous, ridiculously good. Um, her big hit, what did she sing, was uh, Today I Met the Boy I'm Gonna Marry. Google that song and listen to her sing that lyric. Holy, you'll, you'll get chills. Great. Dusty Springfield, of course, British gal. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, her, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's that song called? I just listened to it this morning. Um, I only want to be with you was kind of a big pop hit for her. No matter what you do, yeah. I only want to be with you. Ba, 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 big horns. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and the way yeah, she yeah. sing the way she sings the bridge in that song. Stupid. You know, wow. and Karen Carpenter's history, you know, she was the drummer. In the Carpenters band. Mm -hmm. She was the drummer. And they went in the studio and the parents were like, no, no, Richard's the singer. He's the piano player. And Hal Blaine was like, this kid playing the drums. She's, have you heard her sing? The parents are like, yeah, we know. And he's like, you should give her a shot. And they let her sing a song and the rest is history. I mean, what a golden voice. Yes. You know, yeah. Amazing, amazing voice. I, I'm 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 struggling right now to find who sang Rainy Night in Georgia, um, who the big big hit. Well, a guy sang it, right? One, the, the, yeah, the, there's a there's a, a girl there's version. There's a woman that sang it, and I cannot remember her. Yeah, and I, and I, I was thinking of Gladys Knight singing. No, singing the uh, Midnight Train to Georgia. No, a lot of shit goes down in Georgia. Apparently, I know that <laughs> right. went down in Georgia. Midnight Train to Georgia, Rainy Night in but Georgia. When you don't have anything, sweet you just Georgia Brown. Yeah. Jesus. So, um, uh, and also I, I just, I, I have to say, I have to say just for, just for vocal ability and sex appeal and ta -da, ta -da, Tina Turner. I just have to, because with, with the body of work and the energy and the performance and the, and the, and, 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 and uh, I have to say, she blew me away. I, I heard Nutbush City Limits and I heard, uh, um, you know, of course you hear all the, the, but when I hear that growl and I hear that power and that range, I, I has to, that was the thing with Dolly Parton too. There's a lot of stuff to me that sounds like it should be at Dollywood. It should be on a, on a, on a, it should be played at a drag show or it should be played at a, it's just hysterical. But her voice is ridiculous. I mean, the, 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 to, to to sing that high and that clear and that you know you know so that that that's why uh uh and, and I, I think that uh I, I think that she wrote some some really really classic pieces but anyway so I had to I had to throw them in there too. So you gotta dig up uh uh Dolly's um if you haven't heard it yet, like her early stuff where she's singing rock and roll. Yeah. Like 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 late fifties, early sixties maybe she's singing she released a couple of rock and roll records and she went country. My only problem with Dolly Parton is this. It's what's been happening in the last 10 years or so with her concerts. And what's been happening with her concerts is that she is not singing live 
and she is not playing instruments live. I oh, swear no. to God, I promise you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I've promise seen that. you. Yeah, oh, I've seen that. Have you seen the side of her nails? Yeah, she's not playing guitar. She, she's not playing nothing. She's not playing saxophone. She's not playing nothing. She's, but not, you notice, she's not even playing with herself. You notice, too, when... Oh. Hang on. Ow! Yeah. You notice, too, that when she... If she's live and she talks on the microphone, when she starts singing, it's a completely different timbre. Of course it is. And it's... And all the... You know, the, the, with the best sound in the world, you're still not going to get that, com- that that switch. Right. You're not so, going to get... Yeah, so, that's depressing. So I, know, I know you're upset. I know. But, but it's going to be okay. Let me just let me just put a coda on this thing. Everything up to the point where she decided she had to do lip syncing in concerts. I mean, it's her singing on the records. You know, obviously, yeah, it's, it's her. not Millie Vanilli. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not Millie Vanilli. Hey, it's her hey, voice. Step back. <laughs> it's it's her. It's her. It's her voice on be a fight. all those great records. She's a. She can obviously. She's a fantastic singer. Great songwriter. A wonderful entertainer. A good song. Yes. A great songwriter. And I'm just pissed off that she got her hands on those outfits before I did, because I would wear every single one of them. I'm what does she say? It uh, it costs a lot to look this cheap. She says in concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, so don't mean it. Don't mean it. But yeah, yeah. She doesn't sing live anymore. And she and she she tasks it. She, oh, I can play banjo. I can play guitar. I can play saxophone. But again, it's just all mimic. Yeah, it's all mimicking. It's, 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 um, yeah, I saw that. So anyway, I, I, I saw mean, a, one of those concerts too, and it was it was the point where you. It was just it off. she was just on TV the other day. Uh, I, I forget what I think A and E was doing like a a deep dive into country music for whatever reason, and we just happened to come across it, and it was like a celebration of, of Dolly, and so they were at the they were at the Opry. And then like all these artists were singing like Dolly Parton songs and whatever. And then she came out and it was just like, she's telling us yeah. one way when she's talking and when she's singing, it's completely different. It's not a, I, I, anybody that does. I mean, you can't play it live. I know. I mean, we just said it two seconds ago, how much we missed playing live. And it probably showed yesterday that we haven't played live in a while, <laughs> but the, being able to do it again is such a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And, um, but if you can't do it live, um, I remember we were talking about this and, and this ran across my head yesterday. Uh, after we came back from the show, I was saying that I went for a run and, uh, you, my, the, the, the stuff that clears up in your head when you, you know, that you're able to see straight again, it seems when you're, exercise like that but i was thinking about we were in the car and we were talking about we were listening to uh to to some some mix of a band uh sound checking and it was it sounded like a record it sounded as produced as a record and yourself he goes why the fuck would you want to play that now understand hats off to you know if you're playing it and it sounds you know perfect Fantastic. We're in a rock and roll band. We don't want perfection, <laughs> nor shall we attain it because we're not in that. Uh, we're not in that. Just, just like, you know, up, up to, 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 it, right. it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be from the heart yeah. and it's gotta be. And if you can play note for note and, you know, in perfect time and click track and, you know, more power to you. But if you're going to mime it, take a walk. Yeah. You know, and it's funny how these things, you, we say it in passing, but it, it makes so much sense when you're, you know, when you're, when you're playing live, it's a little bit, little bit out of tune, a little bit, little bit rough, a little bit flat. Well, bit, yeah, you know. you're not going to sing, you're not going to sing, you're not going to sing the same song 
if we play four nights in a row, you're not going to sing the song the same exact way right. each time. You're probably not going to play the same solo. I'm going to play different fills. I mean, and, and some bands like, I mean, some bands are go out there and they'll play it just like the record. The guitar solo is the same every single night because they think that that's what people want to hear. Yeah. People want to hear just like, just like the record. And, you know, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear something new. I mean, yeah. show me, show me that you, you got something else in you, you know? Yeah. I get it. I mean, I get why people do it, but at the same time, it's like kind of boring. Yeah. And the other thing, the last thing I'll say about that is like, you know, so, so many bands now, their songs are so like on the record, they're so overproduced that they have to recreate that live when they play. So they're playing to, they're playing the tracks, which is fine or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, now that makes me wonder how much of this is actually tracked and how much of this is you yeah. playing live? Yeah. How, how much of this is you, maybe you're miming. Yeah. You know, maybe you're just, and, and, and the singer's just singing karaoke. Yeah. You know, I've heard bands with backing tracks that should have mimed, mm. you know, that should, you know, that should have mimed more or should have put yeah. more in. <laughs> you know, it really is. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't save you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you yeah. know, it does. and again, we're, we're the worst critics because it's what we do. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I know. So, I, it's, it's, I just don't get it. Cause I, it's to me, it, it's like we're just saying that the 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 thrill of it, or at least a big part of the thrill of it, is is that that spontaneous aspect. So it doesn't matter how how much we rehearse one song. If like we really rehearse one song almost to death, we're never going to play it exactly the same twice. You I know? don't, and I, I wouldn't really, want to. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of it's not really humanly possible to do that anyway. Just to, to, to strive and to try to cre recreate that kind of perfection on stage. There's something just unnatural about it. And to me, it's, it would just make me, up, make me uptight to think I have to stick with this pre-recorded, you know, some thing. People, some people, that's some, what they want. Yeah. That, that, I just, there's just no, they'll turn around and say, no, Chad, it's, you know, it goes one, five, one, five, not <laughs> right. one, four, five. Yeah. No, Patrick, play the solo like on the record, you know? No, Eric, play the drum part like on the. Like that, that great, that, that moment you were, you're telling me about the, at the Sting concert you saw where the drummer. Yeah. Vinnie Collier just around, yeah. turned the beat around just to have fun with it. Yeah. You know? But it created this moment on stage where you, the, the, cool, the cool thing about it was watching how Sting reacted to it. Yeah. So yeah. The, the quick story is I was, we, we were just talking about concerts and stuff like that. And he mentioned, Chad mentioned he saw Sting. I was like, oh, I saw Sting in 91. And, uh, and uh, it was cool because it was just a four piece, just, just four guys on the stage. And, and Vinnie Caliuta was playing uh, drums. And because he was on that last record, uh, uh, you know, drums, you know, uh, the... Uh, Ten Summoner's Tale, which had a lot of songs that were in five or in seven, because that's, you know, oh, Vinnie Caliuta, he plays in five and seven all the fucking time, so it's fine. Um, but they, they, you know, for whatever reason, they did, they did Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix, and it's a fine, fine song. And they're playing it, and they come out of the guitar solo, and Vinnie purposely pushed the beat over by like an eighth note. So the the band's going, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, and he's going, boom. Boom, bop, boom. But yeah. he's playing off the beat. Yeah. And to the point where Sting was in the front of the stage and all of a sudden he heard what was happening and he kind of turned around and kind of walked back to the drums and Vinny had this huge <laughs> smile on his face. He's like, surprise, don't worry about it. I'll fix it in a minute here. And then he did a big old drum fill and came back in on the one. I mean, that's what guys like him can do. They can do that. They can fuck with those guys, you know, and it's fun. But to see Sting's face, he was just like, wait, something's not, he's thinking, Oh, the band is off. Yeah. The drummer's off a beat. And then he's like, no, 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 just. <laughs> yeah. Wait. A faith. Just wait. Like some of the fills that, that one day you were like, hey, some of your fills are like, 
Because I was just like, yeah, fuck, I'm playing over the bar line. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I'm playing, you know, I'm playing. I'm going to start the triplet on the second partial and then put the accent there and just to mess with everybody. And you were like, don't do that. <laughs> I don't mind it because, I mean, usually I can usually I can feel when it's, when it's. No, but that, that, there was a, that one night, I, whatever set that was, I was feeling particularly adventurous. And yeah. I was like, okay. It's, yeah. It's usually like, like I feel coming back into a, into a. Uh, you know, a part of the song where we're starting again, you know, or different. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And again, going back to what, when we were doing the acoustic stuff two weeks ago, we're playing stuff that we've never rehearsed at all. Now we're playing it acoustically. Yeah. You know, with a cajon. So you're sitting on this thing and it just looks like, it looks like, a, like a horny monkey or something. Just, and the, we're supposed to just lock in and we do. And it's strange to me that we're, I keep looking over going, Jeff and Eric haven't met Mm -hmm. and nor have they played this song together. And Jeff hasn't played it. Eric's never heard it. So we're just going to kind of tape it together and see what we get, you know? So yeah, stuff is a little faster and stuff is a little, but it's just so fun. And it's when you have that, when you have that language, when you have that, you know, that, that, that unwritten, unspoken, you know, you just have that, you have that conversation going musically. It's, it's, it's a thrill. Yeah. It's a really. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah and it's and it's yeah. hard for some, a lot of bit. Well, I mean, if you've got the experience, it's, it's, it, it makes it easier. It doesn't make it any less challenging. Yeah. But it just makes like, what's the song? How does it go? Okay. Yeah. And based on your previous knowledge of music, you can kind of like figure it out or figure yeah. out what's going to fit the song the best. Yeah. I think. So, so I know that Greg had asked about uh, female uh, artists and thank you for that. That was, that was, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. As usual, we take a little detour. <laughs> okay. And here we have uh, several questions from our, our friend, Scott Quinn. Pick Scott. A winner. Brother, How are you, Scott? Pick a winner. Brother of the late, great Jeff Quinn. Nice. Up in Kansas City, Missouri. Wonderful family. Yeah. Um, so let's see what he's got. Those guys. He's got a bunch of good questions here. Like actually, there's really just two questions and two com- bunch. two comments. <laughs> but first, he says, "I'm loving these videos." I mean, referring to the Slappercast, not just the full episodes, but I've been put, putting up clips on there to make it a little more easily discoverable for people. But he says, "I'm loving these videos. It's so cool to hear some of the things that give more texture and perspective on all of you." I thought that was a nice. The nice thing to say. Um, he also says he'll buy next time we're in KC. He's going to buy uh, buy us uh, Bryant's barbecue. Oh, 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 I heard that. <laughs> can, can we, uh, can we with, just go there now? Witness um, road trip. <laughs> so what is it? We, we talked about this on the show a, a few times, but he says, "Do you guys listen to audiobooks or podcasts when you're on the road?" So, and I know we've there's one audiobook you listened to at one time. At least one. The one I remember is the one about about Kabaya Blanco. The uh, I forget what was the name of that Born book? to Run. Born to Run, yeah. Yes. Incredible book. I was just telling telling uh, uh some people about that. Uh, but the podcast thing, that's been the I I like I said, going back sixty three episodes, I kept telling Chad, Chad was like, We need a podcast. You know, we don't need a podcast. Nobody needs a podcast. Everybody needs a you know, everybody's got a podcast. Yes, they do. But you know what? This is the this is now a podcast is, 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 is what's, what's needed or mm-hmm. what's, you know, people, there's obviously a market for it and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so I started listening to podcasts on the road just because it was, you know, you've got 18 hours in a van. What are you going to do? And, uh, uh, so, so that, yeah, podcasts are, it's just so much fun to listen to, but there's a, there, I guess with everything there, there, there has to be that, that, uh, there just has to be that informative or that, uh, the, I, I've switched a couple of them off and I just, I honestly can't, I'd love to give you the names. I just can't listen. I, um, I can't remember the names, uh, on purpose, but, uh, just <laughs> listening to them and just hearing the drivel, hearing the, uh, you know, if it, if it gets too technical or if it gets too deep into a set, you know, they go down that rabbit hole and you're not, mm-hmm. uh, you're not, there's no light. Yeah. There's just, you're just too, you're too far gone. Yeah. And it's me, 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 me. That's, that's the end of it. So, so it has to be, you know, it has to have a little, have a little edge to it. Little, little, you know, uh, our, our, our good friend Rick Gillis had, had told us earlier on too, when we're, when we're doing this and, 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 and Rick is a, uh, Rick is one of these uh, gurus as far as resumes. And he's, uh, he, he's pretty, if he's not a motivational speaker, he should be. Mm. He's one of these people that's just, just brilliant. Mine never stops. But he had told us too in our, when our first start, don't say Continental Club. Say the, the Continental Club in Houston, Texas, or the Continental Club in Austin, Texas. But don't just say the Continental and assume that these people know where you're so that was the that yeah. was the light, yeah. At the you know, give a little context. Yeah, you've got so you know, um, you know, especially these times sitting around the house and got nothing to do, nowhere to go. It might be nice to have it have it on the background and listen. And uh, um, the, the the Joe Rogan one is the one that just comes to mind. The his podcast just because his uh, the the research that he does. And the guests that he had, even if you don't know the guests, I don't know 90% of the guests that he has yeah. on the show. Yeah. But just because he's so well-researched mm-hmm. and he's so into it and, yeah. and, he, and he's a natural. He's, he's so good. He's yeah. a great comedian, a tremendous comedian, but he's an even better. Um, just a conversationalist. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're right. I think he's, yeah. I think his podcasts are more entertaining than his comedy. And he's a really good comedian, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So this is cool. What about you? Do you listen to podcasts? You know, I was a lot more when I was driving back and forth to Austin. What I would do, I, I would listen to music on the way up. And then after the gig, when I was driving home at whatever time in the morning, I'd listen to podcasts because it would just keep my brain focused while you're driving. I was listening to um, Joe Rogan a bunch and um, a guy named Tim Dillon, who's a comedian. But also Tim is one of those guys that is really smart like Joe and he, and he does his research but lately, I just have not. I can't bring myself to listen to Tim Dillon because it's it's almost a little too bleak for what's going on in the world. And yeah. and he's he's trying to be funny about it. But at the same time, it's like he's very uh, aggressive when he talks. So and he just did one that I I'm gonna try to dive into with some lady that um, interviewed a bunch of the Epstein victims. Oh. And and uh, so and he's big into that, and he's big. He was big into the the Epstein um, scandal and stuff like that. But one I really enjoyed, although it was a little kind of melodramatic, was called "Inside the Exorcist." I had to pull them up here so I can remember what they are. And 
uh, a friend of mine turned me on to that. And basically it's like telling stories about, um, the exorcist movie, uh, jaws, the first star Wars, and I think psycho. And it kind of basically tells the story of how those movies got made. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting. And it's like, you know, about maybe 30 minutes each and there's a bunch of them, but the one thing nice. Well, yeah. Well, the one thing, this is only 30 minutes long. Okay. Times four. Um, (laughs) uh, the one thing he does is that he recreates dialogue or dialogue that you assume happens. So some of it's like factual and some of it's kind of like historical fiction. Yeah. And sometimes it gets a little bit melodramatic. Like the one about George Lucas and star Wars gets a little bit melodramatic. It's kind of like, God, you know, just get to the fucking point. You know, we don't care that George, George's feelings were hurt, you know, or whatever. We don't care that is, you know, whatever It's fine. But, um, but anyway, so that was cool. And I, you know, there's a couple, I listened to a couple of drum ones, uh, here and there. There's one that's called Say You Love Satan, and it's about 80s horror movies, which is really interesting. They, they, they do a deep dive into horror movies. Um, Producing the Beatles is a good one. It's oh, one cool. called Slapper Cast. I don't know what that's about. But Who does know. Producing the Beatles? Uh, producing the Beatles. Uh, it's not very um, Jason Kruppa. Sorry, Joel. It's, uh, it's, uh, basically, he'll take a song and kind of dive into it. They're not very, they're not very long. Um, he hasn't really done a whole lot lately, though. So... Huh. But you can take a look at it. Cool. And there's another guy that it's pretty interesting. It's called Sounding Off with Rick Beto. And he basically discusses what makes a song good. So he'll do a deep dive into a song and he'll like have other guys like play the part. Like here's how, here's what the guitar part sounds like. And this is why this is cool kind of a thing. Not so. Rick Beato? Is it something that he is? Beato? Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who has a YouTube channel too. Yeah, that's the same guy. Same guy? Okay, cool. I didn't even know he had what a podcast. What makes the song great? Fleetwood Mac, Queens of the Stone Age, Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, Rick is cool as hell. Yeah, it's it's kind of a neat thing to... Yeah. Anyway, whatever. But no, not lately. No no podcasts lately. And audiobooks, I haven't listened to an audiobook in... Since your cassette player died. I don't know, 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. Since my cassette player died, yeah. You used to be able to, you could go to Cracker Barrel, and you could rent one, mm-hmm. and return it to a different Cracker Barrel, and you're done with it. Like if you're doing like a road trip. You ever notice? You, you, you guys are too young for this. Do I? Um, yeah, well, I, I don't recall. I remember yeah. stopping at Cracker Barrel and yeah, saying, Cracker Barrel I, I hope the, I never see another one of these again. In the gift shop, they had like audio cassettes yeah. and then they had, obviously they had audio CDs and it used to be you could, you could rent one at, from that particular store, like say the one that's down and down and out West here in Houston and you could return it to the one that's in Oklahoma City, you know, like, Hey, I rented this. I'm just bringing it back and they oh. would figure out a way to shuffle it around or whatever. Oh, interesting. That's but cool. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Next question. Well, I didn't. I didn't answer the question. Oh, sorry, Chad. Sorry, okay. Jesus. My goodness. Okay. I know that. He just leaves. <laughs> See, he doesn't even care about my answer. No, nobody cares. But I'm just. We all care. So, so who's your? Who's your? Who's your podcast go to? I, I got tons. It would take too long to list all the ones. Oh, good. I listen okay. To. The next question. But. Uh, <laughs> the, the last I, I was listening to a really good audiobook, which was Pete Townsend's autobiography. Um, so I bought the actual book of it too, but uh, he reads it himself, and he's great. <laughs> he's really great uh, at reading. Well, I imagine he's yeah. He's got a, he's got that he's got that wit. He's got that yeah try, yeah yeah. But what I love about what's uh, what's the name of the biography? Uh, Who I am, I think. And uh, what's great about what's great about. Uh, 
Pete stuff. And he's just a really good, just a, he's a great orator anyway. But yes. when he's, he's telling his own story, you can hear him. He's putting, you know, he's reading it as almost, it sounds natural. Yeah. And you can, you know, obviously he's reading off a page, but he's really making it jump yeah, off of course. the page. Yeah, of course. But he's not going to, he's not going to skim. Right. He's going to dive. He's going to. What my favorite thing is he's chuckling at stuff, you know, as he's reading it going, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that. You're, it just feels like he's actually telling you a story. Yeah. So that, that is really highly recommended to him. It's, it's a very well-written book as well. Um. And podcast guys, I, there's so many I listen to that I'm not going to name them all, but there's one really good one that's one, of, one really good one I'm going to mention called My Favorite Album with Jeremy Dillon. And Jeremy Dillon, I think it, I, I'm, I'm not sure what his main gig is. He's an Australian. He lives in Nashville, but he's a really good interviewer and he's got a, he's had this podcast for years, but his thing is. Is that um, a podcast you have? Yeah, this is my this is pocket cast. Yeah, I don't listen to all of these. Oh, <laughs> I don't like, have time. Goes um, on for pages. Um, but my favorite album with Jeremy Dillon is a great one. He he, what he does is he'll he interview a musician and get them to talk about another artist. Yeah, and some of them are really fascinating. He had Robin Hitchcock t- uh, doing uh, I forget which maybe it was Pepper. Um, but Robin Hitchcock is really great at talking about music in general, but he's, he's a really, uh, intent. I mean, he's, the Beatles are one of his biggest influences, obviously. So he has a lot to say yeah. about them. So just, that's just as an example, that's a great show. But I have to say too, uh, in, in, in my defense, I don't listen to podcasts and stuff like that. I, I don't, I don't run with music. I don't, I don't like, uh, earphones or headphones or, you know, I saw, um, I went, I'm in the car. I like for the world to hear what I'm listening to. I usually listen to it pretty loud. And uh, uh, t- t- I took my daughter uh, the other day in the car and uh, her she picked out uh, God Hates Us All by Slayer. <laughs> and uh, we were listening to that at a decent, decent level. And it was just, it just, A, so nice <laughs> to be back in the car and listening to it. So, so, you know, so, so I don't, so I don't sit still. This is torture, just so you know, this podcast bullshit. Sitting here is torture. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't like to sit still. So, so, wow. yeah. so to, so to put the, you know, to put the headphones in or to listen to it in the house, it's difficult, you know. So, so, you know, the, yeah. until we get back on the road again, until we get back on the road again. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, uh, you know, the the, the podcast crap's gonna have to wait. Yeah, I usually only listen to it when I'm like out walking, like I go for yeah. those long walks. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking because yeah. I was like, when does he get the chat? Then, yeah, of course that's um, and and quite often it, it, I've been listening to it less and less since we've been doing this show. I, I find myself wanting to review, yes, the stuff that we've done the week before, and I'm not just, not just listening for content, but listening for audio because I'm. I spent a lot of, I used to spend more, more time editing than, than I do now. That's been an ongoing process too. But I'm, yeah, I'm so immersed in the technical side of things now. Yeah. And, and we're, we're fortunate in that year that you take the time to do it because I would just release, release the, the hours of, you know, hiss and, you know, dead air and crap, you know, just, but so the, the other thing is too, we've thanked people and we will continue to thank you, but I just want to also say a big thank you to everybody for, for putting the, putting the word out. And we're finally able to now do the YouTube live and do the, uh, you know, uh, you know, all people have been recommending us and podcasts and all that mm-hmm. stuff, man. Thank you. Just, you know, and Scott and, you know, Greg, everybody, Laurie and everybody for, you know, for, for pushing us and letting us, letting us do this. It just, 
Yeah. You know, thank you for, thank you for all that. Cause it's just, it, it, it is, it is a joy to, to, to stay connected with you like this and to, you know, you know, ho- you know, hopefully when th- th- this thing is over sooner, sooner than later, and we'll be able to come back out and harass you live. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Nice. Sir. Um, so Scott had another question, which we've kind of touched on this in, in a recent episode um, where he says, are there things that an audience does that either inspire you or annoy you to ask that question again? Are there things that an audience does that either inspire, inspire you or annoy you? Yes. I yes. think of many True annoyances. Story. Heartfelt. <laughs> yeah. Heartfelt. Yes. But there are definitely inspirations too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Name one. I mean, I, I, I can tell you off the top of my head, just going to, you know, to when you meet these people at a show and they say, Hey, great show. Or they say, you know, enjoyed this or they, they name a song or they tell you that's, that never gets old. And although you may not be able to react as, uh, uh, ex- ex- excitedly, or if you, if you're not able to put as much into your reaction as, you know, you might be worn out from the show. You might be blah, 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 blah. The, the, the thanks and the stories that go along with that, you know, with, with that show or what song or something you said, or you did, that's never, that never falls on deaf ears. That's just always wonderful. But the thing that, that inspires me to no end is the, the keeping up with, they didn't just come see the band and, you know, just go off and say, you know, they went off and they told people about it and they, but then they kept in touch with us, you know, via, you know, the YouTube thing or the podcast or another show or, um, and, 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 and you, you can't help but befriend these people, you know? And yeah. And it, and it means a lot. It mm-hmm. means, I just, just yesterday, uh, I, pro- I hope I don't get into trouble for saying it, but our friend Melinda from, uh, we, we met her years ago in College Station and uh, she's now, um, she's now, she's got a very, very high ranking job up, 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 up north. And um, uh, she wrote to us mm-hmm. and uh, she said, and, and, and again, j- and we've stayed in her house mm-hmm. in College Station and up in, you know, we've, uh, she's just been an amazing friend to us and because of music and because of just, you know, the, and because of time and, you know, the, what's happening, you, you know, you, you become close to these people and, mm. and, 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 and then you, and you want to do it more. You want to, yeah. you know, so just, just the, you know, we, we know our kids, we know our husband, we know, our, you know, just, just, uh, that, that's so thrilling to be able to 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 cart that around, you know, with all the gear and the, the songs. And yeah, the, you know, yeah. There's that. There's that, and then the the community that I've seen grow with people people whom I know didn't know each other before they came to one of our shows. We've had people marry, get married because they met met each other at our shows. Yeah, so several couples. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. And we play their weddings, <laughs> at least yeah. two of them, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's 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 wonderful. And the, the other thing that really I think is is uh, just amazes me is as the people who will drive across state lines to see us, like 
you know, and flying unannounced in a week. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I, I just, that means the world to me that, that anybody would go through that much trouble (laughs) to, 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 to see our shows, even if they just saw us, you know, the night before. So I, I love, I just, um, it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, Illinois to Arkansas and, you know, Florida to, you know, just, I mean, just everywhere we've, you know, is, what are you doing here? And <laughs> yeah. it's strange because you meet so many people and then you can't place them. I remember that night at Hiber- Hibernia, our friends from Illinois came in and they came to Ireland with us. I was like, it, you know, all, it, it's yeah. bugging you, but you've got the lights in your face so you can't make it out. And you're, you know, yeah. so yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric. What? Nothing. What? Uh, inspiration, uh, especially in this band, you know, I mean, uh, I, I've known you guys for a long time and I know that your fan base was, was rabid and it's, it's fun to see it firsthand from a, a, the other side of the, you know, the other side of it. And, and they've been so gracious and welcoming. And, you know, I like looking out and, um, just seeing people that are either, you know, you know, they're hitting the table or they're or they're singing along or their fists you know fists are raised and, and and joyous you know rapture and stuff like that and everybody's just been so nice and and, and welcoming you know and and that's what's that's what's great about music is it's, it's such a powerful force to bring people together like you like both of you've already have already said that you know mm-hmm. as far as annoying things go <laughs> um <laughs> that's easy there's there's there's, there's there's a few there's a few i don't want, i don't want to go dark you know there's a few things that i've seen not in this, not just in this band, but in every band I've ever played, and that I'm just like, really, yeah. My biggest annoyance, though, is uh, people that uh, walk on the stage. Yeah, which we did touch on recently. I, I I don't like it when people are on the stage. It's like, man, you know, that's our that's our workplace. That's our space. We have a lot of gear. That's expensive, and we know our way around it. Mm-hmm. You know, we could tiptoe around it, we could jump around it, we could we could leapfrog around our gear. We know it so well, and we know where it is. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, so don't come up here. We'll come down to you. We'll come. We'll, we'll meet yes. you. We'll meet you on on your turf. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. and that's the one thing I think I told you. Like one of the first or second gigs, I was like, God, I can't stand it when people get on this stage. Even yeah. if it's just on the floor in the corner. Yeah, that, don't cross the line of monitors and a drink in and a hand. drink in your hand. Don't and do that. Yes. Yeah. That, that, okay. Getting to that, that's one of the things that I see people doing, which it's one of those things that just drunk people do because they're drunk and they're not thinking about anything beyond their own enjoyment. Sure. You know, but you see them and they're like, they think they're, they're, you know, they're paying homage to the, yeah, man. And they're holding the drink like right over. I forget that when you go like that, <laughs> it's your hand stops, the, the cup stops, but the water, the water, the well, <laughs> booze keeps going. And speaking yeah. of, Tying that in with inspiration too, like they are just, you know, exemplary behavior of an audience. Like uh, sometimes there'll be one of our regular fans or at least a, a right-minded <laughs> person will be right next to them and go grab them, pull their arm back and say, no, no, it's yeah, expensive. No, no, and, that's, but, and that's appreciated, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, and I get it. People want to be people, especially if they've seen you for a long time, they, you know, they're, they're part of the family and they want to. Yeah. They want to be part of it, but yeah. man, when I was in the derailers, I would I would cuss people out for standing on the stage and throw drumsticks at them, and <laughs> I threw a guy off the stage once. I stopped playing and threw a guy off the stage. I'm like, this is not your place, dude. Yeah, what but is it? Obviously, I'm not going to do that with you guys because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But, but maybe after this podcast, yeah. <laughs> people get the hint. <laughs> no, it, it is, and it's it's not the it, it it no matter how many times you explain it, it, it it doesn't get through. It doesn't it doesn't get through that that this is. Your workspace, and I just, yeah, I, I think it was you that said, 
you know, try that at a bank. Walk behind the counter, walk, you know, walk, yeah. you know, how's that going to yeah. work out for you? Yeah. Check it out. Just yeah. see how, you know, a fucking line cook, just walk behind there and see how, see, you know, see how, a, you know, a, you know, 350 degree spatula feels across the noggin. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh anyway, so there's, there's, there, there's many, there's many, uh, there's many pet peeves that go along with this. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that you have to take in to, you know, you just have to take in stride and you have to you know, make it work. That's the key, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, just, it's part of the job. Yeah. But yeah. without, you know, without I, spending the rest of the day on the, yeah, I think, I think the, I think the, the good stuff outweighs. Oh yeah. Yeah. For you're, sure. You're, 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 you'll, the, the good stuff outweighs the bad stuff. You'll probably remember that one bad incident more than you will about talking to people. Yeah. But it, by and by. It's fun talking about the annoying things too, because oh, of course it's funny. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, like, yes, like, yeah. that, 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 that guy, that, that guy at, at Einstein's, you play any original music? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to play a original song for you right yeah. now. Okay. And after he that, I want to hear some Journey. And then he walked off just and off. just talked to fucking people and didn't even <laughs> listen to the music. I'm like, that kind of shit is just like, it doesn't annoy me. I mentioned just like, yeah, we're, we're, why are you so stupid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, without having to, without spending the rest of the day on the, uh, I think that we should wrap it up and give the people <laughs> their day back. So this is a, I know. It's probably we got started a little bit well, late though. There's one thing we didn't get to, which wasn't a question, but we something we said we we're going to talk about this week. Remember this? We're talking yes. about bands that. Yeah, we're going to have to save that for the next. We save it for next Ooh, week. Save it. Keep yeah. it. Keep it in. Yeah, because uh, I because I, I mean that's a that's a uh, that's, that's a whole show. That, that, that could be that a whole episode. show. Yeah. That yeah. needs to be the fair enough. You know, and I I, I really liked the Scott Quinn's you know podcast thing because I knew that was a that was the uh, the the detour that was going to you know especially with you. The what? Oh, I could go on. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know that the podcast. I just the, picked one book oh. to talk oh, about. Jesus. You know, and, and yeah. you know, and of course, and, you know, now all I want to do is get back in the van and <laughs> go go on tour. Just drive with the six ten so, loop for a couple hours. Yeah, listen to the it. podcast. I've done it. I don't, no, I want to. I want to. I want to tour. I want to put the uh, maybe wanna, maybe about eight then. Yeah, I want to put the gear in the like van. And I want to go and play play some clubs. Yeah. So, patience, uh, patience. Yes, I know. Sooner, I know. The sooner we're patient, the sooner this will be over. Yes. Well said, everybody. But in the thank world, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank and you, everybody. Thank you for all your donations yesterday during the uh, during the live stream and every week. And our and new Patreon, thank even you, when, thank you, thank you. Yeah, our Patreon and people have been sending us tips just, just during the week, even when we're not live streaming. And I, I, I that's grateful. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Keeping roofs it, over our heads right now. It really does help. Yeah, it, it's um, it may not seem like a lot, but it it's a lot. <laughs> even if it's just a couple bucks or whatever i mean we really really appreciate that so um but yeah also please go if you haven't already subscribe to us on youtube and uh, share these things around and get the numbers up that'd Ooh. be good too in the long run it could help us out quite a bit all right y'all all right don't go changing thanks very much we'll see you. thank you Bye. see you next week